Hello, everyone. We're so glad to be here with you guys today. I'm Phyllis Dickerson, the CEO of the African American Mayors Association that we affectionately call AMA. This is our podcast, Breaking It Down. So today we have with us Mayor Frank Scott Jr. Not only is he the mayor of Little Rock, Arkansas, but he is the president of AMA. Welcome, Mayor Scott. Thank you so much, Phyllis. Definitely and pleasure to be here. My co-host, my sidekick, former Mayor Steve Benjamin. Steve, it's always glad, good to hang out with you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Always good to be with y'all. So today we're going to be talking about uh, building black wealth and how black mayors are creating new pathways and prosperity for their residents. And so, Mayor Scott, we had this conversation just the other day. How do you define wealth? Um, uh, wealth can be defined in, in many different fashions, but I think it should definitely be clear that there's a difference between being rich and wealthy. Uh, when I think about wealthy, um, you clearly want to understand that you have liquid assets. And what I mean by that is, uh, while it's great to have uh, real estate, but many times uh, there, the real estate comes with a mortgage. It comes with a commercial note uh, that you still have to utilize cash uh, to pay it down to ultimately own it outright. Uh, and so when I think about wealth as having this accessibility to liquidity uh, that can pass down from multi-generations. And so uh, when I think about wealth, that's what I think of. He sounds like a banker, doesn't he, Steve? Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, but, but I tell you what, having people with um, these real financial skills helping lead major cities is important. I think, I think sometimes people often forget that if it's a, if it's a CEO or that mom sitting at the table trying to, trying to cross seating that eyes and pay bills, they want someone in charge of the budget who understands money. And that's what um, Frank Scott Jr. does so very well. Mayor, I, I know I know you and I know your politics, you're 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 you're, you're progressive, you're pro people and you're pro business. And you, you like to get in the job. You're you're pragmatic. Um we know that government, we all come from whether we like it or not, the main Jackson School of, of, of business, and we know the key role that government can play in wealth building. You know, mostly it's us creating an environment for the private sector to invest. We want to invest in something in the way that reflects the values of our city. What role do you think the local government can play and, and, and continue to help uh, create more more money? Well, I think uh, for those who understand the history of Maynard Jackson, um, we have to, what many call was the father of affirmative action, to ensure uh, that black people had an opportunity and access to opportunities within uh, municipal government to obtain wealth through business and industry. Uh, and we learned that playbook. I think that playbook has now and our generation has morphed to not solely being focused on uh, contracting efforts as it relates to construction or office supplies or airport concessions and things of that nature to more corporate affairs, whether it's uh, uh, legal work, accounting work, uh, technology work, um, that those particular genres increase the uh, profit margin shares and has a greater profit margin and, and the ability to create more jobs for more businesses. And so I think uh, mayors have to focus on what I call equitable uh, economics. And so we should be all striving on the vein of Mayor Maynard Jackson, as well as Maynard, uh, Miriam Berry of Washington, D.C., where we're pushing for more minorities and women-owned businesses to obtain work from municipalities, um, some with the goal of at least 25 percent to ensure uh, that our procurement dollars reflect the communities that we lead. 
So, Mayor Scott, I've heard a lot of people over the years when back when I worked in city government talk about, you know, like, how do I get those city dollars? How do I get to do business with um, with municipalities? But the issue sometimes is they may not be prepared yet to do that type of business. Right. Whether it's bond, bond, their bonding capabilities or whatever the case may be. So talk about like, especially in Little Rock, like what kind of creative things are you doing to help people get prepared? Well, I think it's a key um, that everyone understands that we have a ton of businesses in, in our municipalities where people are doing business, but they may not even understand how to manage their business uh, and have the capacity to not only sustain their business, but grow it. And so one of the things that we've been able to do is to uh, identify not only our existing entrepreneurs, but aspiring entrepreneurs who are wanting to do work with the city of Florida Rock. Uh, so what we've done is created an um, a incubator program called Build Academy, which stands for Businesses United in Leadership Development, where we, we take them through uh, this cohort through a six-week, uh, six to nine-week um, work-study session, helping them have a greater understanding of the need to have taxes, um, as I shared, uh, you can't keep your money underneath your bed. Uh, you got to show the cash that you have within your tax standpoint to ensure that you can even be prepared to obtain a loan, a working capital loan to continue to do business as you're getting the influx of um, accounts receivable uh, to ultimately uh, pay those bills and continue to grow your business. Uh, so whether it's accountancy, understand that you need not only need to have an accountant, but you need to have a banker, you need to have a lawyer, and you need to understand human resources within your team. Uh, to ensure they're providing top-notch quality service, customer service, uh, to continue to grow that business. And so there's a myriad of different things. We also walk through our own procurement model and vendor opportunities, how to apply, how to make sure, how to do a conduct a bid process. And so we've done that now. Um, we've gone graduated now three cohorts uh, to help them um, be available to receive the funds, but also to do the work so they can do it in a very compliant way. Mr. President, I know um, so I'm, not, I'm talking to uh, Frank Scott Jr., the, the President Obama, not 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 just the mayor of Little Rock. I mean, I've watched you, and obviously we we we, we speak often. Um, watching Obama grow from where we were when I was uh, president many moons ago to now, I mean, it's really become a, a force uh, nationally. So I know what you do. I know who you engage with. If it's if it's the folks on on Wall Street or out in uh, Silicon Valley or up in the tech hubs around Seattle. Why don't you tell folks some of the things that you've been doing as a president to, to focus on this topic of just wealth creation in general? Sure. Well, I want to take this time to just say thank you. Uh, you were one of the founding members of Alma's uh, Resurrection. Uh, and so we've, we've come a long way in the last, uh, this last decade um, that we're not only financially solvent, uh, but uh, we really are a force as it relates to uh, both uh, business industry and most importantly public policy for our residents. Uh, and so what we share, one, I think everyone should understand the power of AMA, uh, representing close to 500 plus mayors across uh, the United States, whether small, mid-sized, or large, uh, understanding the historic nature that recently uh, the top four most populated cities are represented by black men and black women. Uh, and they, even in the top 50, half of uh, the top 50 most populated cities are represented by black men and black women. Uh, so we truly are leading our nation's cities. Uh, we also are making sure that our nation's cities are equitable and also reflect the nation that we serve. Um, and so what we want to focus on, at least in my administration, building on um, the previous administration with uh, former, well, with current mayor, uh, Sylvester Turner, is 
Uh, we're focusing on black tech, how we upscale um, black entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs in the tech industry to understand software development, uh, computer coding, things of that nature. Uh, but also with our two-year colleges to understand there's a new trade uh, in the 21st century. Uh, secondly, how do we cut the number of officer-involved shootings uh, within the United States by focusing on being smart on crime, utilizing technology like Axon, who's a um, dear partner uh, of AMA, uh, to focusing on Black generational wealth and to understand that we create generational wealth through our homes, particularly for Black and Brown individuals. And so how do we figure out how more uh, cities can be play a role in helping our residents uh, get access to capital, affordable housing, and things of that nature. Uh, and then finally, what we're focused on as relates to ensuring that our, our nation's uh, cities are being led by black men and black women, what we can do to understand that one, climate change is real, uh, and how do we focus on uh, renewable energies as we address climate change, but also creating a carbon footprint for our cities. Mm, awesome. Exciting. Exciting. Good, good. And so, Mayor, um, we always talk about black bills, but we don't ever talk about like really why it's so important. We don't talk about those trickle down dollars. So sometimes when we have an event, we're intentional on where we spend our dollars. Um, so kind of talk about like when you when you think about black wealth and how that benefits the the entire population once those dollars start to trickle down. Yeah, I think one you have to understand. Just take last night uh, we had our honor reception. I know, for instance, that. You know, every uh, piece of that vendor pool uh, was specifically identified to be a black business owner, uh, from our photographer uh, to our location, the gathering spot, which is a uh, workplace uh, setting uh, that's really growing uh, in the United States uh, to, you know, our catering. You know, everything uh, was intentional and in who we selected to conduct business. And those black owners are they can't do it by themselves. They have black employees and also they have black subcontractors. And again, that's creating uh, wealth for those individuals. And so it's a very cyclical effect or recycling effect of what they're doing uh, to create more opportunities for more black men. They sound like everybody got paid. <laughs> <laughs> a proud African-American-owned business. No, and I, and, um, I know we don't have all day to chat, um, but would you uh, maybe as we begin to wrap, Tell me a little bit more about the Little Rock ethos. You know, I always laugh about the Little Rock Mafia, uh, you know, and, 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 and all of you like Phyllis and others um, who came to D.C. With, with President Clinton and just these legion, you know, the, the, the spirit of, 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 of Central High and Little Rock. Now, I mean, there's something special in, in the water there that I'm not sure unless people have had a chance to visit. Say, Phyllis took me on the tour on my very first tour of, of Central High and, and how that kind of feeds into who you are. And the way you lead the city and the way you lead this country as I'm a president. Sure. Well, there's no Frank Scott Jr. without Ernest Green and Little Rock Nine. Ernest Green is a, a personal a mentor of mine alongside the other eight uh, whom I've come to know and love. Uh, and I mean that uh, very seriously because Little Rock Nine represents, as we all understand, Brown versus Board of Education. Uh, they tested the model led mm -hmm. by uh, their chief mentor at the time, uh, Ms. Daisy Bates, who was mm -hmm. the first, who was the only woman to speak on March on Washington. Um, out of the big six civil rights leaders at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, when, when you think about the history of the hollow ground of Woodward Central High and what they did when they marched those steps, looking down the eyes of, you know, the 101st Airborne uh, Federal Realized Troops who were brought in by President Eisenhower to ensure that they uh, fought against the governor over Wallace, uh, to ensure that they 
provided equal education for all. Mm-hmm. So when I think about this, not just me, it's, it's you as well, you know, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Phyllis, of course, she's a Central Ohio alum. Uh, and so uh, that's that history that comes with it. And fast forward, you know, Arkansas's first president, uh, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, and that history. Uh, but then you think of. By the way, is his first president. When you think about that history from a political standpoint, uh, Arkansas is a very small state. Mm-hmm. It's a population of 3.3 million. Uh, Little Rock is Arkansas State's capital city, mm-hmm. the largest city in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we got to learn to work together. we got to learn to build relationships and trust and execute. Uh, and that's proven very well, whether it's the civil rights movement or a presidency. We know what we do, and you do it well. I think it's so important that people know why we do it and, and how we're able to do it. And we're standing on the shoulders of giants like Ernie Green and, and, and David Bates and others. So I just want to make sure we, we pull that into discussion. And I think we as black leaders have to understand that um, we're privileged mm-hmm. to be in the seats um, because while we all have our own personal uh, struggles, you know, our forefathers and foremothers um, literally uh, led in the streets um, mm-hmm. that we had the opportunity. Uh, here I am, the president of African American Mayor Association, let alone being the first black elected mayor um, of Little Rock. Now, you, first black elected mayor of, of your city, and there was so much that was put on the line just mm-hmm. to have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we can't be silent. We have to be the voice for the voices, and we have to be courageous. Uh, and sometimes when you're focused on unity and focused on change, you piss a lot of people off, uh, and we can't be scared. Uh, to make decisions. And so that's, those are the things. Mayor Jackson, I, I was talking with the mayor earlier today. Uh, he fought to ensure uh, that black people had um, opportunities from an economic perspective, so much so uh, that when he was done with his second term, he could not find a job in Atlanta. Yeah. He had, had to go to Chicago. Had to go to Chicago. Yeah. Business. Now, granted, yeah. he came back around third term and yeah. business, but he literally, yeah. you know, he was yeah. so courageous uh, that he couldn't find a job in Atlanta. And I think. That's the type of leadership that we all have to have is that we're willing to lay it all online that at the end of the day, when we're turned out, uh, we may not be able to find a job, but what, what happens is that we're providing opportunities for the next generation. And Atlanta is what there is hard today is because of the sacrifices made by Mayor Jackson. D.C. is what it is today because of the sacrifice made by Marion Berry. Uh, Detroit is what it is today because of Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we have to understand that uh, and allow our, create, our courage to uh, build um, black economic power. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad you brought up Lorac 9 because, of course, Mayor Scott knows I'm a proud graduate of Lorac Central High. And so on the front of the building, there are four uh, goddesses, ambition, opportunity, pre- preparation, and personality. And so when I had the opportunity to cr- uh, uh, plan the 50th anniversary of Lorac 9, I remember thinking, Wow, my first time meeting eight of the nine was in Topeka at their 50th anniversary. So my two-part question. One, how did you feel like what was that moment when you actually met them in person? And then number two, as mayor, I asked, I, I want to ask you, what makes you get up and go back the next day? Right? Mm-hmm. Because I remember sitting with Ernie and asking Ernie, but what made you go back the next day, right? Because as a child, you may go the first day, but after the mob comes out, like what makes you go back the next day? And Ernie's answer sounded just like a high school answer. He said, I was thinking, 
there was some, must be something really good in there they don't want me to see. <laughs> and we laughed, but it was so serious. So, so yeah. Um, I, I remember vividly, as I shared, Ernie is a, a mentor of mine. Uh, before becoming mayor, I was a highway commissioner. So uh, in 2007, in the 50th, um, I'd already befriended and also created a mentor and uh, then a former secretary of transportation under President Clinton. Uh, Rodney Slater. Um, there's a photo of Rodney Slater introducing me to Ernie. Uh, and so I'll never forget it. Um, I was truly in awe uh, of his history, uh, but also in awe of his uh, ability just to connect. Uh, here I am, you know, just a, a young person, just in awe of him, and he just related. And so I, I you know, it was just, some, it was unspeakable. Uh, as it relates to as far as what gets me up the next day, it's really the the grace of God because I know I'm only in my suit, uh, clearly because of the residents of what Rock is voting. Uh, but God uh, put that in their mind to go to that ballot box to select me, not one time, but two times. And I don't take that for granted. And so uh, I get up because God put me there. And so if he allowed me to wake up the next day, he still has work for me to do. So what's that, what's that scripture you live by like? Like, what's your favorite scripture? I know you were a pastor. Also, you a lot of things. Former banker, pastor, all those things rolled up into one. So what's your scripture? Well, I got several. So seek first the kingdom of God. We all know Matthew 6, 33. Uh, we also know Proverbs 3, 4, and 5. Um, but one is uh, lately as it relates to the, the last uh, campaign. There's no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we are, we're we're uh, often trying not to use the word pride and proud, but we are proud of you and we're thankful for your leadership. Got a whole lot more to do, brother. Well, thank you. I want you to know that on behalf of Amma, uh, but not just Amma, you have really created a playbook uh, for black mayors, uh, for non-black mayors, and the ability you've been able to move around the scene nationally, internationally. So. Uh, we're honored that we've been led by you and you continue to offer yourself to us. It doesn't matter if it's a big city or a small city that you're available. So thank you. So one of the things I noticed you took from Steve's playbook is you give everybody your cell phone number. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so everybody's your friend. So what kind of notes do you put in there to say to make sure you remember who they are when they when you when their phone rings? Well, I just I try to tell them they need to put their name in their cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure that you know, uh, I, I got that from Steve. I also got that from being a banker. Uh, when I left the governor's office. I was trying to build a, a book of business. And so uh, I was giving everybody my number, taking everybody to coffee, lunch, and dinner. And so I saw Steve doing that. And I want to continue that as man. <laughs> They don't stop calling you leave either, brother. <laughs> they what? Call it, calls it different, but they don't <laughs> stop calling. They don't stop calling. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. I tell you, when the phone stops ringing, yeah. that's when you need to work. Right. Right. Well, thanks, Mir, for joining us. But I got one last question. So what's your word for the year and why? Mm. I don't know if I have a word for the year, but uh, probably three words, which is truth, hope, and love. Good. All right. What do you think? Great way to end the conversation, right? All right. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. For keeping it real and breaking it down. <laughs>